Chapter Six of Babu Jabberji, B.A. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Babu Jabberji, B.A. By F. Anstey. Chapter Six, dealing with his adventures at Olympia. The dialogical form is now become an indispensable factotum in periodical literature, and so, like a brebis de panurge, I shall follow the fashion occasionally, though with rather more obedience to a literary elegant style of phraseology than my predecessors in Punch have thought worth to practice. Time, the morning, scene, the breakfast table at Porticobello House, Ladbroke Grove. Myself and other select boarders engage in masticating fowl eggs with their concomitant bacon, while intelligently discussing topical subjects, for we carry out the poetical recipe of plain thinking and high living. Miss Jessimina, at the table head. The papers seem eloquent in laudation of sporting and military show at Olympia. How I should like to go if I had anyone to take me. Mr. Wiley, Stingley. And I would be enraptured at so tip-top an opportunity. But for circumstance of being stonily broken, helps himself to the surviving fowl egg. Mr. Cossetter, in sepulchral tone. Alack, the doctorial prescriptions do nil for me, such nocturnal jinx. Otherwise... He treats himself to a digestible pill. Myself, taking a leap into the darkness and deadly breaches, since other gentlemen are not so obsequious in gallantry, I hereby tender myself for honour an accompanist and vade mecum. Miss Jessimina, lowering the silken curtains of her almond-like orbs, Oh, really, prince? So very unexpected. I must obtain the expert opinion of my mamma. Mistress Mankletow did approve the jaunt on condition of our being saddled by a select lady boarder of the name Spink as a tetrium quid to play at propriety, at which I was internally disgusted, fearing she would be the old gooseberry with our tete tete. Having arrived at Olympia, we perambulated the bazaar prior to the commencement of the show, and here, after parting with eight rupees for three seats on the balcony, I did bleed more freely still, for Miss Jessimina expressed a passionate longing to possess my profile, snipped out of paper by the scissors of a shillard, for which I mulked at one shilling sterling. And, after all, although it proved the alter ego unspeaking likeness of my embossed Bombay cap, and golden spectacles, she found the fault that had rendered my complexion of a too excessive muxumness, not reflecting, with feminine imperceptivity, that, the material being black as Stygian, this criticism applied to the portraitures of all alike. Further on I presented her and the female gooseberry, with a pocket handkerchief apiece, interwoven by a mechanism with their baptismal appellation, another rupee 
then we arrived at a cage containing an automatic devil revealing the future for a penny in the slit and miss jessimina worked the oracle with a coin advanced by myself and the demon after flashing his optics and consulting sundry playing cards did presently produce a small paper which she opened eagerly miss jessimina after perusal only fancy it says i am to marry a dark man and go for a long journey and be very rich what ridiculous nonsense do not you think so prince myself with tender sauciness poet shakespeare asserts that there are more things in heaven and earth than the horatian philosophy i am not a superstitious and yet this mechanical demon may have seen correctly through the brick wall of futurity have you not a worshipful adorer who might be described as dark unto whose native land it is a long journey miss jessimina with the complexion of a tomato it's time we took our seats for the performance and you're not to be a silly it is notorious that the english female vocabulary contains no more caressing and flattering epithet than this of a silly so that i repair to my seat immoderately encouraged by such gracious appreciation of the show i can testify that it is truly magnificent though the introductory portion was somewhat spoiled by the too great prevalence of the bicycle which is daily increasing its ubiquity nor do i see the rationality of engaging a say in top boots to attend upon each machine under the transparent pretentiousness of its belonging to the equine genus since it can never become the similitude of a horse and metalsome vivacity my companions marvelled greatly at the severe curvature of the extremities of the cycle track which was shaped like the interior of a huge bowl and while i was demonstrating to them how for scientific considerations and owing to centrifugal forces of gravitation it is not possible for any rider to become a loser of his equilibrium lo and behold two of the competitors made the facilis descensus and were intermingled in the welting hotchpot of a calamity but on being disentangled they did limp away and it's allowable to hope that they suffered no serious dismantling of their vital organs still i cannot approve of these bicycle contentions which are veritable provocative flights at the providential features after the termination i conducted my proteges to the palmarium where we sat under a shrub imbibing lemon crushes brought by a neat-handled phyllis in the uniform of a housemaid intermixed with a hospital nurse here occurred a most discomposing contretemps for presently miss jessimina uttered the complaint that two strangers were regarding herself and miss pink with brazen eyes of a sheep and even making personal comments of my nationality which rendered me like a toad under the barrow with burning indignation at length being utterly beside myself with rage i summoned one of the felices and requested her to take steps to abate nuisance nolo episcopari so entreating my companions not to give way to panic and leave their cause in my hands i went in search of a policeman unfortunately some time flew before i could find one at liberty to understand my crucial position
nor could i obtain from him a legal opinion as to whether i could administer a cuff or a slap in the ear of my insulters without risk of incurring retaliation in kind with a large stout constable and on returning to the spot with a large stout constable i made the mortification to discover that the two impolite strangers had departed and that mrs mankletow and spink were similarly imperceptible however after prolonged search and mental anxiety i returned alone and was rewarded by finding my fair friends arrived in safety and hearing that the two strangers had explained in the gentlemanly terms of an apology that they had mistaken them for acquaintances consequently i am thankful that i did not execute my design of assault and battery more especially as i am the happy receiver of many handsome compliments on all sides upon the tactfulness and savoir-faire with which i extricated myself from a shocking fix at which my countenance beams with the shiny resplendency of self-satisfaction end of chapter six read by lambda